Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking Democrat-Republican. Well, it's, it's part of the same puppet show. It is. And, and you know what? Um, but I have, a, I have a different perspective on this, and this kind of is, is a better way to kind of go into a little Take bit. Take us away. Yeah. So why is the two-party paradigm a good tool for against unrest? Because everybody thinks they have a choice. They think there's a chance of making a difference. Well, not that, but you can always pin it on the other side. Yeah. Okay. So, you, so if if like think about it. So if, if you if you live in a country like UK can't really do it because they have a lot of different parties. Same with Germany, they have like five or six different parties. So you can't just pin good bad. You're kind of stuck where it's not as easy to deflect. Multiple parties took part in. Well, the, you yeah. have, to, you have to cooperate with your enemy. Well, not so much cooperate, but it's hard to pin a bad guy when you have yeah. a bunch of different parties that have oh, yeah. power within the government. Yeah. You can't just say, oh, the Democrats are bad. No, it's like, no, the Tories are bad, labor was bad, and they were bad, but we were the only good person. Yeah, it's, it's like, not only that. Yeah. You can't well, they still break off and pick one because it's like, I might need them to help yes. me later. Yes. So, hey, you know. Because yeah. the, the power's so broken up. Yeah. You're talking about powers yeah, broken up in coalition. like 20s, 15s, 10%. It's not, it's not a 50-50 It takes split. like three parties together to get something to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, like that, but think about this. So, so if you're president of the U.S. or Obama, Trump, George Bush, it doesn't matter who it is, Bill Clinton, you can always pin why stuff isn't going right on the other parties. Oh, yeah. And sometimes, well, we would pass the reform, but yeah, they, they and, just kept shutting yeah, us down. Sometimes it's legit and sometimes it's not. So, But if you understand that th- that's a good tool, look at it through the lens of a dictator country. Who takes responsibility in a dictator, dictator country? The dictator does. He can't blame an opposition. That's but why he just beats he beats any opposition. Though. Yeah, but usually well, what happens? Yeah, it's my fault. He can play his. Yes, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you get executed a lot of times, or if you're the king, you, you don't. Oh, wow. You yeah. don't have the finger to point at the opposition. You point your finger. Anybody else want to point your fingers? No. All I mean, right, moving on. <laughs> you can point at people below you. In that case, like all the time, like oh, this. You, I think you can for a little bit, yeah, but then you're not the omnipotent. Basically, yeah. Well, think about it. With, you're with, not the supremacist. With, if, with, if you blame somebody else. With U.S. Well, yeah. politics, you, you have a, you have a four year window where you can say, "Well, it's not really my fault. If somebody else did it. I was only there for a little bit." But yeah, if you're yeah. a dictator, you've been ruling there for 15 years. It gets harder and harder yeah, to blame the people yeah. below you. Well, usually they don't blame. They just put spin on it and go, "Oh no, it worked." For now. What? Well, this scientist over here. <laughs> what scientist? Okay, anybody else? <laughs> just same thing over and over in a dictatorship. But if you understand. That ties into whole manufacturing consent. You, t- oh, wow. y- y- you need to pin stuff on a scapegoat. Okay. And uh, 